Good morning again. If you would, please turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy. That's where we'll be going this morning. This will be a Mother's Day meditation. Let's pray. Father, I ask that this morning, for those daughters that are yours, particularly in their motherhood, which never ends until they go to be with you. Encourage them. And through it all, for we've all had mothers, encourage us. Let your word, let the gospel sing through godly mothers to the glory of Jesus, their Savior. Amen. We live in a day right now of a profound lack of wisdom. It's a day when many with very strong intellectual gifts, natural brain power, lack basic wisdom, lack basic common sense. Our society is it's in the process of turning away from its roots, from the roots of, of a Christian biblical worldview and value system. As Proverbs 1.7 warned us, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, wisdom and knowledge are not the same. As Paul wrote in Romans 1, although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. That's why we, we live in a time right now that denies that there is a core difference between male and female. Between the masculine and the feminine between fathers and mothers. The wisdom of our age right now, if you listen closely, it is saying kids do not need mothers. Don't. All they need is a parent or parents. Two women will do. Two men will do. Therefore, they do not really need mothers. So on this Mother's Day, I am here as your pastor to say hogwash to that. Mothers are not replaceable by fathers. They're not fathers. They're mothers. They're unique. Mothers are one of God's greatest gifts to humanity. And godly mothers 
are an extraordinary treasure in the lives of those fortunate children being raised up under her. And this goes for all the mothers who are still mothering during the growing up years of their children. And it goes for the mothers who have made a transition into mothering adult children. One of the highest callings of God in this world is to be a Christ-centered, Jesus-loving, Bible-loving mother. One of the hardest jobs, and I mean it literally, one of the hardest jobs in the world is mothering. And it should be for all. And I want to encourage every one of you at Sovereign Grace, one of the most fulfilling callings in all of life is to be a Christian mother. And by far, one of the most important jobs of all jobs for the sake of our society is godly mothering of children. And to the detriment of our culture, it has been denigrated for decades now by the godless secular elites of our society. Women in the society at large and in the universities, they are encouraged to find true fulfillment by working in the PR department of some corporation that makes widgets. There's your happiness. And many of them have bought it, and then they woke up to be 48 years old and are very angry at those who convinced them of that. Oh, we need women in all kinds of places. There are great women doctors and lawyers and office workers and professors, and that's not the point. The point is where... Really? If you can't really do something else, well, then you just stay home and, and, then, and then you mother. And it's a lie. And they, and they say, oh, by the way, it's in the air. If, if, if on your journey of seeking true happiness by the daily grind of being in the workforce, if you happen to get pregnant, just walk down to the clinic, go ahead and kill your baby. That's true happiness. The mantra in the air is, ladies, when you're on your deathbed, oh, the one regret you will have is that you did not work in that office even longer hours while your children were growing up. It's all a lie. And let me just say this. Some of the greatest mothers alive right now and in history have been those who, because of finances, who, because they found themselves as a single mother, they had no choice but to go out and to bring in money to feed the family and put the lights 
on. Some of those are some of the greatest godly mothers. So, I love and totally agree with what the President of the United States said over 100 years ago, Theodore Roosevelt. Quote, When all is said, it is the mother, and the mother only, who is a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. The successful mother, the mother who does her part in rearing and training aright the boys and girls who are to be the men and women of the next generation, is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she only would realize it, a more honorable as well as more important position than any man in it. The mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. She is more important by far than the successful businessman or statesman or artist or scientist. And so for the rest of our time, I want to ponder not just motherhood, but from 2 Timothy to ponder godly motherhood. So if you're there, turn to chapter 1, verse 5 of 2 Timothy Paul acknowledged the importance of mothers. He writes to Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I am sure dwells In you as well. Paul is not just saying, what a coincidence. Your grandma and your mom, they had a sincere faith. You happen to now. What are the odds? His point is, the impact of these women's faith on your life. Timothy, the impact of their sincerity towards the Lord and their scripture saturation of you in growing up, Timothy. We'll see that in a second. Long before they heard of Jesus, they were saturated in the scriptures. And then Paul came to town with his gang Preached the gospel of Jesus as the fulfillment of the law of Moses and the promised Messiah. And these women said, yes, I know this is true. And they loved Jesus. And sometime after that, Timothy, the teenager, came to faith in Jesus. And Paul writes this now a few decades later. The sincere, as Paul puts it, not just faith, this sincere Faith of these mothers was combined with teaching Timothy the Scriptures since he was a little kid. Turn to chapter 3. Paul writes, he says there to Timothy, starting with verse 14. Timothy, continue in what you have learned And have firmly believed, knowing from whom 
Now, in the Greek, that is plural. It doesn't just mean me, Paul. Knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, that's the sacred writings he's talking about. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That the man of God, that you've now become an in pastoral ministry, Timothy, you may be complete, equipped for every good work. Godly mothers, they are not mere Sunday go to church kind of women. Godly mothers have a deep down, Paul's term, sincere, genuine faith. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, a faith that is a sincere faith that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mom, Eunice. And now I am sure is in you as well. Now, we just finished the book of Acts, but way back in chapter 16, verse 1, Luke actually told us about Timothy's mom when he wrote this. Paul also came to Derby in Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of of a Jewish woman who was a believer, meaning in Jesus. But his father was a Greek. They love the Lord. As you watch Jesus, Mary's mother, and Elizabeth in the temple, there have been born-again people from being kicked out of the garden of Eden. Long before the gospel came, as Timothy's being raised, he was saturated with the scripture. And then the message of Jesus came. And as we just read, the wisdom makes you wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. And so I want to say to you mothers, your sincere faith in Jesus is a massive advantage to your children. Timothy's mom here, she was in a mixed marriage. She was married to an unbeliever. It's not there by accident. One of the reasons it has to be there is because it's to encourage all of those mothers throughout the centuries and to today who find themselves in that situation, whether alone or with the unbelieving father. Godly moms have a sincere faith. That's what Timothy says, sincere, meaning they're not phony. It's not fake. 
But this sincere faith does not mean perfection or sinlessness. It does not mean that those mothers don't lose it in their child rearing with their kids. All of that is what it is to be being a Christian. A Christian who's in the midst of life and frustrations and battling their own flesh and impatience while they are sincerely, daily, desperately looking to God, trusting the Scripture and the promises. Work in me, your word. Again today, they go to the gas station and the filling place of the Lord. Oh, when my house was filled with just little, little ones constantly, and many of you know this story, I'd always tell it on my wife. We have a lock on our bedroom door. And in the morning, that thing would be locked because if she didn't have enough time with God and with the Bible, she could not face those persons out there. Sincere faith implies just sincere. It's just there. It implies that real relationship that is just a part of her. Who she is. And at least I know positively for you LeMay kids sitting there and you're looking at your mom at home right now while I say this, that's one of these women. Sincere faith means that you hold yourself accountable, ladies, for your own sin before God. It means that that you look to the Scripture to judge yourself. It means that you even judge yourself on your own thought level and you do this daily and you do it freely as you enter into the immaterial, invisible, holy of holies in order daily through the blood of Jesus to find grace and to find help in your times of need. And an aspect of that sincere faith, it means these women, because he can't be any other way. If you have sincere faith, I, a wrath, hell-deserving woman, I'm not going there. Jesus saved me. He's everything. And that naturally leads to this. The desire to transfer your faith to your children. And if you're not a phony, if the love of Christ in your daily life is not what drives you, then trying to Christianize your children and your kids will most likely backfire. But genuine faith in a mom is one of the means that God has ordained as persuasive testimony to the children that he has put under her care. They have the privilege of seeing up close for the entire growing up years, the power of God's grace at work in that one 
significant person. Like Timothy did with his mother, Eunice. The Christian mom's life being lived before her children, the sincerity of her faith then is not separate from that second thing. Their hand in glove. And that is before their children, honoring the word of God by training your children in it. Not just mothers, but fathers and singles and men. Here's a truism. What we do in life, what drives our passions in life becomes evident to those around us. Anyone who knows me knows that since a little kid, I really love Notre Dame football. These are truisms. And there's many other passions. It's just that, that old saying, don't tell me, I'll just watch you. What drives us becomes evident. My mom, she really loves the Dodgers. You don't know, have to tell them. They see it. My mom, she can't wait till Friday nights because every Friday night she goes out with her girlfriends to get intoxicated. That's what my mom loves. Or my mother, she loves the Scripture. Just ask 25-year-old kids who were raised up in church-going families. Let me ask you a question. Looking back on your growing up years, do you think that your parents took your Bible knowledge and, and your theological development as seriously as they took your mathematics, your logic, your grammar, your science education, and those who are raised by godly mothers will answer. <laughs> Bible, definitely. Oh, no, my mom was serious. She took my science and my grammar and my math and my logic very seriously. But when it came to God, it came to Christ, it came to church life, it came to the Scripture, that's what defined our family. Just think of the advantage Timothy had growing up under his mom and his grandma. From childhood, you have been acquainted with the sacred writing which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. You godly mothers have given a gift to your children. As Timothy had. Timothy growing up was constantly hearing the voice of God in the scriptures. So when it comes to the godly mothers instilling in their children the reading of the scripture, 
memorizing of the Scripture, the obeying the Scripture. You want to be that? You want to be it more? You can't impart something you don't possess. Some of you aren't mothers, but will be one day. You don't just turn a switch on necessarily. Sincerity of faith is, this is who you are. If children growing up get to see this, this one extremely significant human being in their life that is called mom, and they see she constantly goes to the Scriptures. Not even talking about just with us kids. That's what she does. Then whether it's the Dodgers or Notre Dame football or a lot of other things we should have. I love lots of passions. But they'll see she's got a passion there. And what that communicates to that child growing up under that mom is, wow, that seems like it's extremely great. That's who my mom is. So a Christian, godly woman wants the scriptures to train her children in morality, in what is right, in what is wrong, beginning with the Ten Commandments. That's what she wants, but not in order to create goody two-shoes, not in order to create little church-going religious legalists. Her goal is to lead those little sinners to the Savior. Of sinners. Jesus. Her goal is to do that. Saying. Jesus is the savior. Of sinners. Like me. Your mom. And like you. My children. Whom I dearly care about. In love. From childhood. You have been acquainted. With the sacred writings. Which are able to make you. Wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The knowledge of the truth of God in Scripture, Old Testament and now New Testament also. It is the foundation that leads to salvation by faith in Jesus and so a godly mom teaches more than just nice stories about Noah's Ark. And there's a good science lesson too. We can talk about all the animals. She teaches more than just Jesus wants to be your friend. A godly mother teaches her children because she knows they need to know about the own condition of their own hearts. Because she knows that... Their own hearts naturally are rebellious against God. She teaches them scripture because she knows they need to know God is merciful. 
He is loving beyond imagination. And she knows, therefore, she needs to teach them that mercy makes no sense without the context that God is a God of justice and of eternal condemnation on those who do not turn away from their sin to Him through faith in Jesus Christ and His blood shed on the cross. Godly mothers know that their children need to know that God's a God of wrath, but that He poured out His wrath on Jesus as the substitute for everyone who will believe in Him. Godly mothers know their children need to know that the forgiveness of sins comes freely, totally, apart from any of your good works. They need to know that it doesn't come just by faith in Jesus, but they know they need to teach their children what that saving faith actually is. Their mothers teach it and they model it. Your grandma, your mom, Timothy, they had sincere faith. And so as mothers read to their kids the law of Moses, the historical books of the Old Testament, the Gospels, their job is to point out God's justice, God's wrath, God's mercy, God's prophecies, God's promises. And when their kids ask as they're reading the Bible, actually I walked in on this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Why is David lifted up as such a great man of faith when the Bible tells us of some of these terrible things he's done? A godly mother says, Yes, this is why. It's because of the gospel that saved David. It was because of the blood of Jesus who had not yet come but would come that wiped away all of David's sin. And that is what made this man who was still a sinner a man after God's own heart because God's spirit came into him. This is called new birth. Well, that's godly mothers do stuff like that. Okay. So let me just say then on this Mother's Day, Christian mothers, you're walking with Jesus. You're doing your best imperfectly. And you're pressing on. That's what a Christian mother is. But let me say this to you then. Please believe and know the importance of your job, of your calling. How do I know I'm called? If God gave you a kid or more. 
the right general at the right time for the right battles during the war, those men are extremely important. The presidency of the United States is a horrific job that I can't imagine how many human beings would really want that. And it is also, by default, an extremely important job. Skilled heart surgeons are really needed. I can go on and on. But hear this one. Mothering well is crucial for those individuals under your care and crucial for this society. And the impact of your influence upon your children is easily one of the most or hardest demanding full-time, even if you have a job outside the home. As we all know, unlike fathers, a mother's work is never done. It is one of the most difficult jobs, and it is one of the most important jobs. Charles Spurgeon, the pastor, the preacher, they call him the Prince of Preachers from the 1800s London. That's what he said about his... Well, he had a fortunate life like Timothy. He said it this way. Never could it be possible for any man to estimate what he owes to a godly mother. Certainly I have not the powers of speech with which to set forth my valuation of the choice blessing which the Lord bestowed on me in making me the son of one who prayed for me and prayed with me. How can I ever forget her tearful eye when she warned me to escape from the wrath to come? How can I ever forget when she bowed her knee and with her arms about my neck prayed, Oh, that my son might live before you. So, how do I close this tribute to mothers this morning? I mean, let me just start by reading the scripture, and then I'll give you a few of my own. A mom seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household 
and does not eat the bread of idleness, her children rise up and call her blessed. And so, mothers, every one of us in this room, every one of us watching this live feed has had a mother or has a mother. Mothers are women. They're not men. Thank God. Mothers are moms. They're not dads. Mothers are irreplaceable. Mothers, she wakes up in the middle of the night at the slightest sound of her babies. I don't know where they get that from. Oh, I do. They're mothers. She changed your diapers 3,786 times. She made your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner day after day, year after year. She nursed you when you were sick. She comforted you when you were down. Your worries became her worries. Your victories and your joy became her rejoicing. She was at your games, at your plays, at your performances, at your back-to-school nights, at your everything. She was your chauffeur after school. She was your tutor. She was your full-time homeschool teacher. She read to you the Bible. She taught you theology. She led you in praying. She prayed you to sleep at night. She has been and is pleading to God for your soul. She brought you into the family through pain and labor or through adoption. Whichever way, she chose you through love. Your mother, our mothers, and you, mothers in this room and at home, are a gift from God. Almost the most important gift there is to your children. Father, we thank you. We are thinking about mothers who are no longer with us. We're as children still being raised by mothers thinking of them. We are mothers thinking about our motherhood and thinking about our own mothers. I pray that you sustain and empower until the day each mother dies to be to their adult children, to the ones they're raising now, all that you have ordained for them to be to the glory of Jesus 
for the sake of the gospel and the power of God toward their children. Amen and amen.